The following program is a paid presentation. The views and or opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of KWAM. Welcome to the Variety Hour, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mouth. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Listening to you talk that stuff. Talk Memphis, oh yeah. Welcome to Talk Money. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. And welcome to Talk Money. You know, it's time to finish up those tax returns. And some of us have procrastinated till the last minute. I know no one really procrastinates. But what we do is we just want to spend more time thinking. Uh, we spend uh, you know time thinking about what and the how, and sometimes that can get so confusing. Well, the deadline, as always, is April the 15th. The question, what are the major highlights of 2018's filing? Well, that's a pretty good question. It's a little confusing. The how is always difficult. If you decided you need to hire a professional, how do you go about when you start talking to someone? Well, it's not too late. We've got some people here in the studios. My guests today, Tommy Armstrong and Scott Jordan. Tommy's a CFP and a CPA, and Scott is a CFP. They're going to be talking about giving us some insight into understanding that procrastination never gets the job done, and we're going to find out what's important and why it's important when you go about filling out this year's tax return. From our Did You Know files, well, here's something that finally has taken place. The bull market for the S&P 500 reached 10 years in length as of close of trading last Friday. March the 8th has gained from from the Friday of March the 8th, now listen to me, have gained 400% over the period. The two best years out of the last 10 for the S&P 500 were the first year 72.3% and the fifth year up 23.7%. Let's look at the other side. The two worst years out of the 10 years were the seventh year. It was down 2.2%. And just what we just finished the last 10th year this past year was up just about four basis point, 40 basis points. Remember, the past performance is not an indication of future performance. But here's a thought for you. I really want you to get this. The total return for the S&P 500 over its 10-year bull market was a gain of 17.5% per year. That's total return. Now, here's why this is important, and you need to hear this. If you missed the 20 best percentage gains over the 10-year bull run, that is just 20 days in total, not 20 days per year, total 20 days Totally, the 17.5% annual gain is cut into half, and that is to 8.6% annual gain. They were 2,517 trading days over the entire 10-year period, and I'm only talking about 20, the best 20. So this comes from BTN Research. We didn't do that, but we appreciate what they do for us. Here's something you might want to have noticed that you haven't read about, and that is all the talk about the coming recession. Well, the National Association for Business Economics surveyed that 281 economists 
that this past February and what they found out that 10 percent of those surveyed believe that the United States will be in a recession by the end of 2019. Of those surveyed, 42 percent, those that they believe, they believe the 42 percent believe that it won't be 2019. It'll last until next year, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020. That's all next year. Bottom line is. Yeah, you know, maybe they should have come in and asked us to do a survey. Maybe we ought to do a survey on the radio. Greg, that's something we ought to do with all of our faithful listeners. I believe we could do a better survey. Come up with something. Anyway, economist, eh, do you trust them always? Well, not so sure. Here's a thought for you, though, when you come about surveying economists. The U.S. Commerce Department reports that the United States exported $2.5 trillion of goods and services in 2018. Okay, economist, that's pretty big. The largest total in history in as of this year. That's it. It's up 36% in the last 10 years. The United States imported 50, 3.1% trillion of goods. And that's, of course, is services and goods and all this in 2018. Also the largest total in history. And that's up 22%. So obviously the economy is doing pretty good. That's from our Did You Know Files, and that's the segment for today. But if you have questions for Talk Money, send them to talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. To find today's program on podcast or past programs, go to iTunes and search for Shoemaker Financial. Like us on Facebook. We'd appreciate it. Coming up, Tommy Armstrong, CPA, and Scott Jordan, CFP. It's time, and we are going to answer your questions. It's tax time. And those are pertaining to the what and the how of filing the new tax return. I'm Jim Shoemaker. You're listening to The Voice, KWAM 990 at FM 107.9. This is Talk Money. Podcasts of Talk Money are available in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. Jim Shoemaker, Tommy Armstrong, and Scott Jordan are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Security and Financial Services, Inc. Securities dealer, member of FNIRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, I was talking about tax returns and all the facts that, you know, it's we got a new we got a new form. And is it easy or, or, you know, do you feel like it? Well, this is pretty simple. I can do it. Or are you stumped? Is it just some of those things that go, I don't know about this? Well, I wanted to bring a program to you that we can at least look at it and ask the what, what am I doing and the how? Do I go out and get somebody or how do I go through this whole process? I love it when the tax return changes because it means you got to figure it out and you got to ask questions and you're probably going to do a better job. Not all the time. I mean, there are days when I get frustrated with it and I put it all back in the box and say, maybe it'll go away. Maybe I won't have to file this year. Maybe I ought to skip three or four or five years, maybe 10 years. Then I would probably end up doing about 10 years in jail (laughs) and that wouldn't work out. So you have to file your tax return. I can remember people saying, well, there's two things for sure, death and taxes. And I guess that's the way you look at it. My guest today, Tommy Armstrong, CPA. Welcome to the program, Tommy. Good morning, Jim. Good to be here. And also Scott Jordan, CFP. Welcome to the program, Scott. 
Thank you, Jim. Wonderful to be here. Well, you know, guys, I appreciate you saying wonderful to be here, but this is tax time. There's nothing wonderful about tax time. But I think it's important that we dive into these. It's a new tax form. It's kind of, it's, you know, well, I guess let me ask this question. Tommy, from from your perspective, you're a CPA. Is it more complicated or is it less complicated? Well, the lines in the postcard format are the same lines that were in there before. But the IRS changed how the forms and the supporting forms rolled up together. So if you were trying to do this on paper, it would be more confusing. I understand that. So let's go through this. Now, you said that, and I like the way you said it on paper. Most of the people that are dipping to do it themselves have bought some type of a, a tax app or tax uh, something. They I noticed the other day I was at a particular big box store, and it wasn't just one box of these little discs. It was like six boxes, There's you know, of how several. many? Several, yeah. Well, electronic filing, whether it is professional or do-it-yourselfers, is in the 80% range. 80 to 85% of all returns that go to the IRS are electronically transmitted. And that's just better today, all the way around. Well, from a privacy standpoint, it's good because you're not mailing your life's information to be handled by various humans that might uh, invade your privacy. The electronic uh, mechanisms by the uh, mainstream do-it-yourself programs plus the uh, professional tax tax packages that CPAs and attorneys and enrolled agents use all have privacy protections in them to transmit that data. Okay, that's that's what I I guess I I have to admit it. It doesn't take too if you just talk to me about taxes for five minutes and you can tell I don't do my taxes. I hire a professional. I walk in with a box and I hand him the box and he mutters some things under his breath. You know, he looks at me cross-eyed and he wonders again. I've been doing this for 20 years. Haven't you learned that you're supposed to do it differently? Tell me, help me understand this. What are some of the highlights okay. of this new, new tax return? All right. the ta- Well, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that was passed in 2017, or or we may drop down to the acronym TCJA while we have this program, but 2018 is the first year that the provisions of the Tax Act applies. 2017 was in the past. 2018 through 2025 are what we'll be op- what we will be operating under the uh, under the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. The, the Form 1040 was redesigned into a postcard format. The same lines are there that were there in the past, and the uh, for, number of forms in play has been eliminated. The allegedly simpler forms 1040A and 1040EZ have been eliminated, and most filers are will be shunted into the 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 form 1040. Okay, so so you're saying that is going to is it is that has to be simpler. No, you just, you know, it is not this, good. I, you know, this is not television. And Tommy, when you ask him, when you look at Tommy and he just looks back at you, I'm going, Tommy, this is not, come on, man. Okay, okay. But right, I understand, me, you know. Let me, let, me, let, me throw, let me throw you a lifeline. Here, All right, okay? I got, okay. oh, he's throwing me the lifeline. Right, right. right. Let, me, let me throw you a lifeline. Right. The, the process of gathering your data and getting it together and organizing it so that either you or a hired professional can put the information into the software program we just talked about 
is really still the same. You need to not procrastinate. You do need to get organized. And we're going to talk about some of that organization to maybe get you get you off the procrastination and get you moving. Well, did you notice how you're looking at me? <laughs> you know, it's again, gotten easier, right? I, you know, I feel well, a I little can, persecuted here. Greg. Can, what do you think? I can turn my back on Scott and be safe. <laughs> All right. All right, Scott, let me ask this, because now we, we get the big picture, and he talks about a lot of different forms. But it changed the brackets, didn't it? It, it, it absolutely did. So talk about and, and that. And that's some, actually some good news. There's some give and take in this tax law change. But the good news is the tax brackets have been adjusted where, you know, you can have higher higher taxable income that actually falls into lower brackets. For example, in 2018, income over 77400 which uh, in 17, that would have put you squarely in a 25% tax bracket. You'll only be in a 22 tax two. Let me say that one more time. 22% tax bracket in 2018. Now, that's money in our pocket. That is money in the pocket. That's some of the good news of it. And the the, the top tax bracket was dropped down to 37%. So even income over 600000 puts you in the 37% tax bracket. So if the rates are lower, that's more money in our pockets, and then that's important. But it also, you know, I know there's a side of it. There's, there's another side. There's another side. Yeah. There's, we're going to give with one hand. We're going to take with the other. So... And one of the things that they have did, what they what they did with the new tax law changes is they removed the personal exemptions. Those have been eliminated. But they also doubled the standard deduction. So for single tax filers, the standard deduction is now going to be twelve thousand. And for married filing jointly, that's gonna go up to twenty-four thousand. So that's gonna that's gonna change the balance between who itemizes versus who takes standard deductions now, because now, to take a atomized deduction, there's a much higher threshold that you got to get over. All right, guys. I mean, I appreciate where we are. We, You've told me not to procrastinate, get my order and, you know, put it together, and that there are some changes. I need to be sensitive to it. But let me say this to everybody listening. We are talking about 2018 tax returns. Don't procrastinate. Get yourself in order. And all those things are important. But we're all going to need to say this, too. This is a snapshot of the new laws. Each person listening, if you're looking at doing your tax return, you haven't done it, you're thinking about doing it, you need to discuss these changes with your professional, your tax professional, a CPA, on what it means to you personally in your individual situation. We're not trying to, on the radio today, give you tax advice. I think we're trying to just kind of nudge you along because we have a tendency to procrastinate. Now, I never do that and would never on my tax returns. I am so prepared, and I am able to be completely done by the 15th of January every year, every year for the last 40 years. Yeah. Now, there goes my credibility shot completely out the window. So let's move on and ask the next question. Tell me, when you think about this, what should filers do when you talk about getting things together? Give us some some of those ideas. Now, I know that the software kind of dictates it, but in my own track, when I say that, what should we consider as far as putting things together and then hiring a tax professional? Well, you know, Jim, the the real leading question here is, do you need professional help? Okay. Yeah, I, I yeah, and I know is that, is that psychotic? psychotic? <laughs> Are you? You know, there's just something about tax time, guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we no doubt about it. I mean, you talk about somebody filing tax returns and they got to pay some money or they didn't do. I, you know, I want to ask a question later on about how much should I should I ever anticipate getting money back? I'm a believer that no, never, no. never get money back. You, you, but you, I hate having to pay. 
You know, and so we do go through this little bit of uh, angst about, you know, ah, I hate tax time. Well, taxes are one of the largest expenditures out of the family budget. We talk about that in in the financial planning arena. And, and in previous shows, we've talked about being on top of this large expenditure so that it does not become a surprise or a burden along the way. When you determine if you're going to do it yourself or or use uh, or use a preparer, uh, it just really depends upon complexity. If you understand your situation and the the mainstream software programs can lead you through the process of scanning your documents in and coming up with a return, and if you're satisfied with the results, then you know do-it-yourselfer is 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 a method, and and there's a high percentage that that is do-it-yourself. All right, let me ask Scott this, Scott. You don't do tax returns. This guy's a CPA. Correct. Let's, let's just for a second. Would you, I mean, on a scale of one to ten, should people, I guess it, 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 he talks about the complexity of it. I'm a believer that when it comes down to my money, I want somebody else working with me to get it done. Absolutely. That's just how I've thought all yeah. my life. Now, I'm not sure that's correct. I mean, what what do, what do you say to Well, I, I do think that, you know, the innovations in tax preparation software have made it more, I guess, reasonable for an individual to be able to do it in a simple situation. But, you know, I would say, you know, it can be well worth the money to have a second set of eyes look over those tax returns and see if there's something that might be overlooked or missed because, you know, mistakes can be expensive. Well, I have seen some of those mistakes. I, I have been on the Personal experience, I can talk about those. Would you like a personal testimony? But, you know, I mean, again, taxes are complex. And yet we've tried to make it simple. So now let's go to this, Tommy. If you choose to hire a professional, what are you doing? What are you looking for? Well, you want to you want to start early and try to build that relationship before you get into March and April of the filing season. Uh, reach out to a uh, tax preparer, preferably a referral uh, from someone who maybe has a a financial situation similar to you that knows a. Uh, preparation professional that uh, can handle a situation and and connect with you about what what's important to you and your unique your unique situation. You mentioned something earlier, and you just kind of went right by it. And, and I know that some people we we always think of when I say tax returns, you say CPA, but there is a an enrolled agent. Explain what an EA is. What 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 do we look at when we talk about a an EA? Well, an en- enrolled agent uh, has specific training about filing the forms and interacting with the IRS. They have to uh, they have to pass they have to pass a test. They have to engage continuing education to remain enrolled before the IRS. To practice, a very a a very experienced enrolled agent uh, can at times outperform a CPA or an attorney uh, who does not specialize in tax preparation. So you're saying that this is a person that really, when you say tax preparation, see, I think that's a great point. I look at a CPA; they're doing tax prepare. That's a, a burden for them to some degree because they're thinking about the global year of what's happening for the full year. They're thinking about the, all the aspects and trying to planning tax. But an enroll agent is into tax preparation uh, only of getting getting the forms filled out. 
correctly. And and they're very good at it. And and using an EA is a, a very good path to get you into affordable tax preparation. That's a great point. Is that difficult to find an EA today? Is that something do you, how do you find somebody that is an enrolled agent? Well they they are allowed to advertise their credentials. Uh, they, you know, and also if you speak to a trusted friend or colleague and they're using an EA, then then that fits into my referral base of going to someone who is similar to you. Okay, so we we know some people who fall into that category. We appreciate that. Now, attorneys do tax returns too. Absolutely. And again, they, you know, that's that's stepping into that. But for some people, that's who needs to do your tax return from that. All right, I had a fire. I don't have a copy of my last year tax return or the two years, you know, three years. Is that is that a just, oh, my goodness, or should we do something with that return to make sure we always have a copy of last year's? Well, the... Uh <clears throat> the digital nature of returns, hopefully we can avoid the fire if you have your uh, digital uh, digital records properly backed up as you should. Uh, you should be able to avoid just physical loss of the documents. Uh, if you do use a preparer, they're going to have the, the back tax returns on file for okay. at, least, at least five years uh, in Tennessee. You're required to keep your work product. Uh, from the CPA regulations, uh, and so your your preparer is going to have some history on you that you can reconstruct that. All right, uh, I don't want to get into an audit yeah. yet, but but I may want to, in the second half of the program we'll talk a little bit about audit. Also, before we take the break, well, I tell you what, I will take a break, but I want to ask you this question, then we come back with the answer. Sure. I, I know you require somebody coming to you to have gone through something of an organizer where you say, would you come in with this? And it's kind of a, a prep type meeting that they're going to do at home to gather things before they come into your office. That is, that is correct. The organizer is one method as well as just uh, individual training and working with somebody uh, for a long time. They know what to bring without having to go through the uh Extra pages in an organizer. Okay. All right. We need to make sure we do that. Deductions, uh, we should keep up with them and make sure we know what they are for 2019. And we'll get Scott to help us with that. If you just tune in, my guest, Scott Jordan, CFP, Tommy Armstrong, CPA and CFP, and we're talking about it's tax time. Oh, my goodness. I got to take another aspirin. It's just one of those days. <laughs> Makes Gives me heartburn. Tax time. Ah, ah. All right. Stay with us. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and you're listening to Talk Money. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information is not investment advice or a recommendation. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, we're talking about that most exciting time of the year. Everybody anticipates it. It's, we, we, uh, we actually count down the days. I am not talking about football and the SEC. I am talking about tax time. And April the 15th is rapidly approaching us. And are you prepared? Have you done your taxes? Or are you like me, procrastinating and hoping it goes away and you don't have to file? It doesn't work that way. My guest, Tommy Armstrong, CPA, CFP, Scott Jordan, CFP. And you guys, I know, Scott, you spend a lot of time with clients talking about this. You bring Tommy in. You're having to go through this process. We do it all the time. It, it, do you sense that this new tax law is 
simpler and people therefore embrace it, or is it confusing like a lot of times changes? I'm going to go with the confusing part. I, I think it's just a lot of people don't know what to expect, and I think there's going to be some surprised people when they file their taxes this time. Because they may have lowered their tax rate, but they lost a few things. They lost you- a few things, so it's really going to depend on your personal situation whether this tax law is going to benefit you or not. Well, so. let me make sure everybody understands that, because you said it, but I want to reiterate it. Everybody needs to understand what we're talking about is just a snapshot of the new laws and that each person is going, you're going to need to discuss your change, the changes with your CPA or your tax preparer, or at least know that you're, it's, a, it's based on your individual situation. We're just giving you a big, wide, broad scope of some of the changes that are taking place. Tommy, I, I think one of the big things that so many people get confused with, or I get confused, and I'm just using my own personal... I mean, what type of records should be gathered? You know, when you talk about this, when you go through there, I mean, I I, I try to bring everything that uh, my tax preparer, my CPA would want. And it, invariably, it seems like he's asking for something else or, you know, he, he's good at it and he does a great job. But my point is, what are all the things we need to get together? Well, what our our tax preparation checklist consists of income because that's the IRS's favorite, deductions because that's the best defense we can come up with against the IRS uh, <clears throat> Christmas in April. And uh, then uh, a point that I'll have to talk about is health insurance uh, uh, as we get down to the bottom of it. But on the income side, you're going to spend January and February and part of March getting a deluge of 1099s of varying flavors to go with your W-2 from your employer. And you have to have all those if you miss one and you don't file that one and it does get reported to the IRS, they're going to come back with a little note. The letter to you. The IRS matching program. I know that personally, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the IRS matching program is is pretty good. Uh, the the ten ninety nine. The the businesses who have to file ten ninety nines and give one to you at the end of the year. Uh, they also send one to the IRS, and then one year, two years out, they're going to do a match to see if your preparer provided that 1099 into the return as required. And if there's a mismatch, they're going to send you a letter and ask you to explain the mismatch or pay what they think you owe. Well, now, you're talking about 1099s. There's there's varying 1099s. I don't want to get into the weeds with that. That's confusing. But health insurance, I mean, health insurance, you mentioned that. if I get my health insurance reimbursed, I don't pay taxes on any reimbursement expense. Oh no, the health health insurance uh, that is provided by your employer employer is a tax free benefit. The uh, the medical payments that you receive under that program are not taxable. But especially for twenty the twenty eighteen filing season here in twenty nineteen, the IRS has mandated that you tell them what health insurance you had uh, in place for 2018. They're engaging the matching program for what we call the 1095A, if you've got a marketplace policy, or a B or C, a 1095B or C from your employer uh, to provide 
the health insurance to you. So that has to be on the form. When you're filing out, filling your return out, that has to be reported. The, the preparer needs, needs that information to put it into the program so that the IRS can match that 1095 off with your health insurance and determine that you do not owe a penalty for 2018. What about business income? You know, you have so many of these little cottage businesses where you're regular. I mean, I was talking Mm -hmm. to a person the other day. You know, he said, well, I work here. I get a 1099 here. I get a work here. I get a W-2 here. I got self. I mean, multiple different types of incomes because a lot of people need to work multiple jobs to to make ends meet. So how do you put all that together? Well, you you organize it. If you have a business, you're going to have a profit and loss statement, and profit starts with income and gross income, and if you are provided a 1099 from uh, providing goods or services, then you would want to include that 1099 in what you give to your preparer, uh, even if you start with a summary profit and loss and they they are able to work with that. The matching program for a business will accumulate all the 1099s, and as long as you have reported gross receipts, on, a, on that specific line item for the business, they'll match that off and not get into those individual 1099s. You know, I know, Tommy, you talk about this. You say be as precise as possible. Yes, please. Because it just creates all kind of problems. And I'm guilty of this where you dribble it in, you know, and you don't mean to, but you forgot. You well, know part, I mean? of, part of organizing is to get your story straight before it gets to the preparer. Yeah. What that allows the other professional to do, and it, it applies to, financial, to the financial advice business that, that Scott's in, uh, the cleaner and better the information that we can work with, the more opportunity we have to think beyond putting that number in that box and apply our expertise to these specific situations. So, so critical, and I appreciate you covering that for us. If you just tuned in, my guest, Tommy Armstrong, CPA, CFP, and Scott Jordan, CFP. We're talking about what it is. It's tax time. It's preparing for tax preparation. It's getting ready to fill out a form that you haven't filled out before. When we come back, we'll talk about a little bit about some of the things you can buy that's in a box, and you can work it from there, and when and when you should not use that. So stay with us. This is I'm Jim Shoemaker, and this is Talk Money. If you have questions you'd like to have answered on the program, email them to talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. Memphis changed forever in 1909 when W.C. Handy first came to Bill Street. A song originally written for E.H. Crump's mayoral race established Handy as the first blues musician when the sheet music was published three years later under the title Memphis Blues. After his parents wouldn't let him buy a guitar, Handy devoted every spare moment of his time to playing a cornet. As a young man, Handy worked odd jobs and played in orchestras from Alabama to Indiana until forming a successful band in 1893. But the constant touring and low pay wore on Handy, who traveled with his band until they finally settled in Memphis, where through his writing and playing, he fused his own African-American heritage with American culture as a whole. His music brought people together, and his popularity spanned across racial divides in a radically new way. Although Handy rests in peace today, he lives forever in the Memphis blues. This has been another Mid-South History Moment, brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. 
The S&P is an unmanaged index of 500 large cap stocks. Investors cannot invest in an index. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Welcome back. I'm Jim Shoemaker. You're talking, you're listening to Talk Money, and I am talking with Scott Jordan and Tommy Armstrong. And I am typically tongue tied and frustrated because I'm having to talk about taxes. You know, it's just a tough time of the year, and it's just part of life. But can we ever, I wonder if we could ever get a time where we could just bypass taxes. What do you think? Is it just, let me just say, okay, one out of, if your name begins with an S, you don't have to file tax returns. As long as the gates are open in Washington, uh, uh, it ain't, it's not going to happen. We will pay. (laughs) We will pay. It's just part of the system. All right. Well, now that we've got to this point, we've got all the paperwork gathered and, you know, we're ready to go, Tommy. I mean, I got it in my cigar box. I got it in my shoe box. It's already all the receipts, <laughs> everything. It's a mess. Okay, but I have organized it. What's next, Tommy? Well, you 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 would take your your best shot at organization to your preparer and let them let Did them. Did you get hear to, what he just said? Let them take get your to best work. Shot. Best shot. <laughs> my best shot at organization. Well, now, well, all right, Jim. <laughs> How many times? How many? How many? How many times a year do you? How many times a year do you have to file a tax return? Well, that's just it. Once. Okay. Once. Can how- I tell I'm frustrating him? I love it. <laughs> go, go, Tommy. We've been we've been together a long, long time. I, time. You know, my base frustration level is what it is. You can't you can't raise it. But, but it's uh, tax time, but guys. That, but that leads but that leads us into the discussion uh, of. Whether you want to do it yourself or whether you want to use another set of paid eyes I to do it. I agree with that. I agree. Now, we're kidding. We're laughing. And, guys, this is, I mean, I'm, I, hey, I'm trying to make taxes, taxes fun. <laughs> it's challenging. It's challenging. <laughs> but here's the thing. You do have to make that decision, Tommy. And that's a tough decision for a lot of people because if you've been doing it in the past, it may be no problem. But if you're just starting at this and you're just kind of thinking, you really got a couple of things to think about. Let's go with the first one, the do-it-yourself. Or you've bought the software, you you know, you got to go through the process of looking at it. Help us out. Well, the mainstream, the mainstream software packages, and by mainstream, I mean the ones that are available at your, at your office supply store or Best Buy or wherever, uh, and that advertise on TV, they've got a high accuracy rate. But just like any software it does what you tell it to do. And if you're not in the practice of accumulating records into a tax return, it's something you do once a year. It's your largest expense. And you just simply may not have the expertise to tell that high power program what to do. But it, it's only going to do what you tell it to do. Well, I, I, and I am such an advocate of that. I mean, I, I really am. I love the way you say it. It's it's your biggest expense, a lot of people's biggest expense for the year. You don't like spending the money, but the reality is you need a professional, and you really don't want to take a chance of making a, a gross mistake. And, you know, sometimes if they're real simple, that's a different animal, but they're, they're not as simple as it used to be. So, if you talk about with a professional, you're going to, I know the first thing you say is get all the junk, which I'm really, where you got to put it together, 
get everything as closely organized as possible. I know, right. I know, Talk, it's not in a cigar box. It's not in a shoe box. Well, it can be. You can you can carry it, you can carry it around in any you can carry it around in any anything you want to. But, but I do get it organized. But a clip for income and a clip for deductions and a clip for health insurance would go a long way towards speeding your prepare into having a product that they could then talk to you about and launch into future planning for 2019. I think that's critical for everybody to understand. Don't throw it at your preparer and expect it to come back in this beautiful... I mean, you, you, it will come back, but it's going to cost you more. The more preparation work you can do, the more you're going to save the time... Of the, and it's all about time. I mean, it's basically how much time is it going to take? Well, to and, the, and the quality of the time. Right. Do you want a professional that you're paying to help you with this task and expense to be popping open envelopes and sorting this and sorting that? All right. I know you tell everybody, re, you know, review it, make sure you understand it, make sure you've gone through If you've got any questions, ask prepare. I've seen you do that. You actually go through this whole process of making sure everybody is on the same page with it. it this reduces any errors. It keeps things from coming back. After that's done, Everything you've done the review, everybody's on the same page. What's like? What's the last thing to do? What's next? Well, the next the next thing to do is 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 again make sure you understand what just happened on the tax return, and then move into 2019 and evaluating the impact of the act on your personal financial situation going forward. I think that's where we don't think about that. I think, you know, it, it, and I have to give Tommy credit, Tommy. This is critical because I think everybody needs to understand this when we're talking about it. I, I'm guilty of this, and I would say most of our listeners are guilty of this. We file that tax return. We put it in the mail. We ship it off. We expect if we're getting something back, we look forward, and we don't think about it again until this time next year. And you're saying well every every program we've done we we have advocated that keeping an eye on this large expense throughout the year uh, and planning for it uh, is is help is most helpful it it supports the financial uh, advice process it supports the ultimate filing of the forms next year. And rather than being disrupted once a year by something you do once a year, know enough about it to protect yourself and engage professionals in a manner that you can get value out of them. In in the preparation, in thinking about next year, if I know all the deductions, that helps me prepare or helps me think about what are some of the deductions we need to be thinking about? Well, the the. Deductions from income are very similar to what they used to be, except for the uh, removal of itemized deduction. Uh, miscellaneous itemized deductions were pretty much just axed by the act, but the act itself still leaves us needing to consider our our medical premiums, our medical out of pocket expenses, our contributions, our mortgage interest for our first house, uh, and uh, property taxes with the ten thousand. Uh, $10,000 cap, uh, all of that lining up with the enhanced standard deduction that Scott mentioned of, of $24,000 for a married couple, 26 if you're a little older. Uh, and then and and then yet because the, the importance of the deduction was minimized, as Scott mentioned, uh, we need to look at ways to reduce the taxable income in the first place through creative charitable giving. Uh, if we're 70 and a half, 
Well, well, I won't stick with that. Hang on to that because oh, okay. I want to come back. Right, don't, don't, come I just want to come back. I want to find out. If we're over 70 and a half, those of you that are listening and you're over 70 and a half, you don't want to miss what we're going to talk about when we come back. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and my guest, Scott Jordan and Tommy Armstrong, we're talking about taxes. We're making it serious. When we come back, we're going to be very serious about taxes. This is Talk Money. Podcasts for Talk Money are available for iOS mobile devices in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. Financial advisors do not provide specific tax or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your own specific tax or legal situation. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, a couple of things that I want to make sure everybody understands. We're just giving you a snapshot of the new laws. And each person that you're, if you're looking at your own tax return, it is an individual thing. You should consult your CPA or your tax preparer. And Tommy, I need to explain to everybody, Tommy is a CPA, but when Tommy's doing tax returns, he does not have his CFP hat on. He is strictly being a preparer, and he does that on the private side uh, here at the office. And then I just want to make sure that we're not putting on the same hat at the same time and I know that's that's critical for everybody to understand. Uh, as a tax preparer, as a CPA, he he knows that business, knows what he's doing, but he's not practicing in both sides. Scott, on the other hand, is a CFP, and so he's helping sometimes, just guiding people into into Tommy to work with them to mine, manage what a person's doing with their taxes. Before we went to took the break, guys, as Tommy, you were talking about specifically. You mentioned if you're seventy and a half. I stopped and said, okay, everybody, seventy and a half, pay attention. Why is it important, and and why do people? I I don't understand why people don't even think about this. Well, again, it's it's not a it's not clear in the tax forms and the preparation process that this provision in the law exists. It's up to the professionals and the advisors to to let let their clients know that they can take at seventy and a half. You are you have to take money out of a qualified IRA account, a, a pre-tax account that you've accumulated throughout your lifetime. It's age 70 and a half. You have to start taking that out. That's called the required minimum. Required minimum. R- dis- RMMD, required minimum required distribution. distribution is the, is the, the acronym I use, the RMD. And the tax code allows you to direct whoever is holding your IRA you can direct that they pay the RMD directly to a qualified charity, such as your church, your your local church, ministry that United, you're involved. United Way. Any any it, it does have to be a qualified charity right. or a church. Uh, and if you send that money directly from your IRA to the selected charity, then that that RMD that would normally add to your income is withheld is it is not added into your income for tax purposes it's completely sheltered and you get the benefit of the of of the income that's not charged to you you also have to adjust your charitable, charitable contributions you can't claim it down on schedule a you can't double dip okay, yeah but the but with the change to the deductions it's more important to get money out of income in the first place so that it is not taxed at all. That's critical, yeah. though. So if you're going to have to be taking an RMD, you can direct 
the person that would be sending it to you, the the entity, to send it to a charity and you don't have to claim it. It goes there. It's your tithe. It's your charitable contribution. It voids taxes. It's the same money that you have been it's the same money that you have been providing uh, from your for your charitable activities, and yet it does not go into your income, and that is good. Ah, the very good, nice advice, good job. They want to interject one thought around that, Jim, is to make sure that you are letting your CPA or your tax preparer, or especially if you're doing yourself, uh, that you are doing that because you're still going to get the 1099 from the institution, so showing that you took the money out. So you have to uh, make sure that that's noted on the tax return that that was sent directly to so the charity. So that's critical for that's critical. What else, Absolutely Scott, critical. does a person need to be paying attention to? Um, along the qualified charitable distribution? Whatever, Dad. Um, or, or. Well, I, you know, I, I I do think it's important to note that, you know, for as far as 401ks go, the tax law didn't change any of that. It's still a good idea to take advantage of putting money into your 401k plan. They did raise the limit a little bit this year. Uh, you can defer up to 19000 this year and an additional 6000 if you're over 50. So that's 25000 you can put into a 401k plan. And, you know, if you're doing that on a pre-tax basis, that's going to help help your income tax situation. Any investment changes? No, the capital gains remain the same. Now, with the changing of the thresholds and the tax brackets, uh, you, you could actually end up being in a lower capital gain bracket. But capital gains remain the same. Most people are going to pay those at either 15 or 20% on the long-term capital gains side. Um, they did make one uh, change to the 529 plan, Jim. You know, those are the uh, college savings plans that people typically have been putting money in uh, to uh, be able to pull it out tax-free to pay college expenses. Up to $10,000 a year of that can now go to pay uh, for, like, high school. So that was a change with the new tax law. That's a, that's a good addition as well. Well, guys, you've done a great job. Scott Jordan, Tommy Armstrong, we've talked. I mean, you you know, you laid it out. I, I appreciate you putting up with me a little bit. Uh, you know, it's just a tough subject from my perspective. And uh, thank you, though. Uh, you, you've done a good job. Thanks, guys, for being a part of today's program. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim. If you've been listening to, of course, the radio today, you've been listening to The Voice. And uh, this is KWAM 990 and FM 107.9. My guest has been Tommy Armstrong and Scott Jordan. If you would like to talk with them personally, call them at 901-757-5757. We hope that you've enjoyed today's program. I hope it was entertaining. It's frustrating. It's tax season. We enjoyed giving it to you. We always thank you for listening. If you have questions for Talk Money, send them to talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. To find today's program on podcast or past programs, Go to iTunes and search for Shoemaker Financial. We always appreciate it. If you like us on Facebook, that's important. I'm Jim Shoemaker. You've been listening to Talk Money. Talk Money is produced by Greg Ratliff. Guest and content coordination, Francis Fortner. Production assistant, Eleanor Moskovitz. Compliance officer, Tommy Armstrong. Mid-South History Moment, Rebecca Brazier and Drew Johnson. We'll see you next week on Talk Money. Jim Shoemaker, Tommy Armstrong, and Scott Jordan are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Security and Financial Services, Inc. Securities dealer, member of IRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated.